What are the most amazing running and hiking routes in the world? Who did them and how fast? Welcome to the exciting new world of fastest known time, commonly known as FKTs. This podcast is produced by fastestknowntime.com, a website where you find out what's new and cool, plus track FKT efforts taking place right now. On this podcast, we'll meet the remarkable athletes who have established some of the best FKTs, ask them how they did it, and find out what it means to them. And we won't waste any of your time. The Fastest Known Podcast delivers great info to you in just 30 minutes so you can get back to your run, which of course is more important. This special end of year podcast is brought to you by La Sportiva, a company with a 90 year history of producing the best mountain gear for running, climbing, skiing, and hiking. In fact, La Sportiva shoes were used to set FKTs by many of the people we are discussing on this podcast. Go to sportiva.com or find them in many of the running and mountaineering stores near you. Welcome back to the Fastest Known Podcast, and this week it's going to be quite a bit different. We have three guests instead of just one, and we're going to be discussing a 2018 Fastest Known Time wrap-up. Our guests today are Peter Backwin, Claire Gallagher, and Anton Kropichka. Welcome. Thanks, Buzz. Thanks, Buzz. And Claire, you just got back from the mountains. Were you skiing today? No, I was skiing yesterday, and there is still more snow than 2018, I guess, yeah, last year. But not a ton. Okay. in Montezuma, in case anyone's wondering. Don't go. Don't go. (laughs) Okay. And and Peter, (laughs) did you do anything this morning? Yeah, I ran up a hill as usual. It was really cold. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You said you had trekking poles, but you couldn't use them because yeah, your hands, were, hands too were too cold. Oh, geez. So I just had to stuff them under my arm and kind of keep my hands in a ball. Okay. Um, Which hill? It's by far, Green Mountain. Okay. It's by far the coldest day of the year so far, so I'm just not ready. Tony, how about yourself? I stayed in bed and drank coffee and read books. All right. Yeah. Nice. Well, it was three degrees this morning. That's not a... Yeah, my, my, my phone said four, but... Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, we're, How about you guys? Well, I actually have an injured foot. Oh, right. So no dancing, which is tragic. <laughs> so I went to the rec center today and got on the elliptical and lifted weights. Nice. Mm-hmm. Rec center was open, proud huh? of you. Rec center's open 8 to 4 today. Yeah, movement was not open. Otherwise, I would have climbed this morning. But, right, uh, right. Could always clean out. Well... That's uh, 2019. <laughs> first day of 2019. Let's review 2018. We're going to start with asking Peter our first question, which is, what was the preeminent FKT of 2018, in your opinion? Go ahead, Peter. Well, I think on the men's side, it was pretty clear that it was uh, Corral Sabe coming over and running the Appalachian Trail and breaking the old record by something like four days. It was just a, taking it to a whole new level. And, um, yeah, and that was also really fun to watch. He had good tracking and good reporting on it, and um, it was an international thing, so that was really fun. So, um, On the female side? On the female side, it was, uh, you know, Claire did a fantastic run across Zion National Park, um, but uh, there were a few things that were quite impressive like that, and um, Taylor Nellen's Rim to Rim to Rim, which is one of the more competitive FKTs anywhere. 
and certainly the uh, long trail effort by Alyssa Godeski. That was cool also because she's not your sort of typical FKT person. She's a professional triathlete, but crossed over to go after Nikki Kimball's long trail FKT and successfully did it. Okay, so Carol was a clear number one for you and for the females. You had uh, Taylor and Alyssa. Yep. Actually, for the men, I would also add um, Aurelian Sanchez's uh, unsupported John Muir trail was just uh, mm-hmm. phenomenal. He mm-hmm. just just blew it out of the park. Second fastest time ever, completely unsupported, and I, it seems like he did it just by basically not sleeping <laughs> for 220 three miles through oh, the Sierra. Sick. That's one technique. We'll get back to that. So, Claire, the same question and female and male answer, please. Yeah, uh, I think I'm going to agree with uh, Peter on the males. Uh, beating the AT record by four days is absolutely mind-boggling, especially with, like, and who knows, maybe the fanfare of the prior FKTs, Metzler and Jurek, uh, I don't know, makes makes it slower, but it's it's extra and more impressive just how quietly he did it, um, at least to, in my uh, opinion. And then Taylor, I think the Grand Canyon rim to rim to rim was so cool to watch. Like one, Ida to break it. Oops, sorry. And uh, and then for Sandy to go after it, you know, with like no guarantee or even you know idea that she would get that close and then Taylor the same yeah it's just like so much balls and so yeah I'm gonna give it to Taylor nice Mm -hmm. Tony what are you thinking the preeminent FKT well it seems like we have consensus here Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, no I don't know if it's Carol or Carell Uh, he's Belgian right Mm -hmm. Um, I thought that was super rad mostly well probably the only reason I even knew that much about it was because of the interview you guys did with him and I thought what was notable was how open and sort of innovative he was with his tactics. And uh, and I also thought it was notable, and this is just an outsider looking in, kind of, he seemed to, he seemed to finish it without it being this, like, soul-polarizing experience. I don't know. <laughs> Whereas, you know, string being last year unsupported, super awesome, still really respect that. But Scott and Carl before that, it's like both of them just like got so worked. Carl <laughs> <And laughs> just seemed to kind of like crush it, <clears throat> floored by ten percent. Thought it was really cool. Uh, and he, he had like a four extra days in the U.S. Right? And he's like, I'm gonna go on vacation now. Oh yeah, yeah. you know, he's like across the ocean. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He budgeted or didn't budget the time, but ended up yeah. at the time. Uh, and then the women, exactly Taylor in the Grand Canyon. It's probably the most classic kind of mid-distance FKT in the country. Uh, She's had podium results at notable ultras in the country this past year, but I think this shows that she's... I mean, Ida's arguably the best 50-mile trail runner in the world, Mm -hmm. you know, for women, so for Taylor to come in and break her time is super impressive. Nice. We have do we have a little bit of a consensus here, don't we? Yeah. Of course, Carol's... We mentioned a few things about him, he didn't look like he just got out of Auschwitz when he finished. Exactly, yeah. And our conversation with him, and you know, going back and listen to that podcast, please, as I think that was about a month or so ago, and as Tony mentioned, he was very straightforward. He knew what to do. He approached this in a, he basically back-engineered how to do this. Yeah. And his key discovery 
remembering our interview was you start early. You go hit it. You get it done. And he never went on the rivet. I thought it was pretty funny how he... It was uh, just literally the opposite of how other people have done it. Yeah, yeah. How he just, like, used the jet lag to his, to his advantage and just continued with the, like, 2 a.m. wake up 7 a.m. or whatever to, like, be on the trail by yeah. 4 kind of I don't know. It's kind of funny, but... He, yeah. he, he identifies something in which likely other people are going to attempt to follow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because he came into camp, so to speak, and then every day hydrated and well-fed. Yeah. Well, I mean, and, and you know, certainly to give Scott his due in comparison, you know, Carol's talking about how he wasn't even, he was just switching packs out at, like, crew meeting points. Scott's, like, signing autographs and leading trail right, lines and like, right, yeah. doing selfies. And, I mean, it's ridiculous. Like, there's there's obvious room. I guess when, when Joe McConaughey went and uh, broke the overall record, unsupported, he was like, okay, there's definitely room here in a supported effort to lower right, the record sure. further. Joe so. kind of pointed the way yeah. that if he could beat two of the best two of the best ultra runners in the country going unsupported, there was room. Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. And Carol just didn't have a bad day. Oh really? I mean, yeah. He got to the White Mountains and everybody's like, Oh, he's gonna slow down when he gets to the White Mountains. Um, and the weather was just terrible when he went did the presidential traverse and he just he just smashed it out. Nice. It's cool. Yeah. On the female it's great side. to have 45 great days. Or no, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 40, 41. Yeah, 41. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah 41 in a, in row. a row. Yeah. On the female side, so it's a little more interesting. We had, uh, of course, pertaining to Claire's uh, FKT and TransZion this year, the TNF kind of bumped it into another uh, mm-hmm. level, Definitely. didn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the people were trained. They're ready to rock. And the TNF was canceled, which... As an aside, it was a very good call by the North yeah. Face. That was yeah, that, that was, was a no-brainer. Yeah. Well, they could have kept it going, but that I, I give them kudos. I think. Yeah. yeah, the air quality was so so bad. Yeah, and to give all that money to the relief yeah. effort was huge. Yeah, yeah. right. Mm-hmm. But that meant you and a bunch of other ladies went out there and said, "Okay, let's throw down on some of the classic routes." Yeah. And of course, with uh, Ida, Sandy, and uh, Taylor, with one, two, three. Yeah. In the span of, what was it, like eight days? It's I like think five. even less, yeah. yeah. Yeah, like a week. Yeah. A week. Mm-hmm. Now, here's a quick follow-up question before we move to the next one. This is very interesting because I think I had basically did it by herself. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Um, Taylor was paced by males. I think she had Northrum support, too, possibly? Or? Possibly. Which is totally fair. Yeah, they all did. Yeah, they all Oh, yeah, that's support. I mean, you can yeah. have whatever you want. Yeah. You can do whatever you want. But we, we do notice that she, she came up three minutes ahead. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the pacing and that level of support gives yeah. that three minutes. Yeah, well, I mean, and not to mention, Taylor had arguably the most, like, seasoned rim-to-rim-to-rim pacer there is, which is Nico Barraza, who's been there for Jim's um, Cat's record. And, I mean, he spent so much time in those sort of high-octane rim-to-rim efforts. So, and uh, he's her partner as well, but also coach. So, yeah, like, she had very good company. <laughs> right. And kudos excited. to Nico. Yeah. yeah, I'm excited. I'm really yeah. excited to see her race this next year, though. Yeah. Okay. Well, again, emphasizing yeah. it's all fair. It's all yeah. perfectly uh, by the rules. But that's one of the interesting things we sort out with FKT, the support, self-support, mm-hmm. and unsupported. Yeah. And we note that on rim-to-rim-to-rim, to rim to rim, that length 
doesn't change things dramatically, and so we keep it in the same category, while for the big multi-days, we do establish three different categories. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I think another thing about that particular rim-to-rim trim, -rim -rim, you know, one, two, three, is which sets FKTs apart from racing is that it's not head-to-head. -head. Mm -hmm. So Taylor actually has an advantage going third because she knows what the time to beat is. Yeah. Whereas when you line up on the starting line of a race, you don't know what the time to beat is. Totally. It's a really a good, good point. And Ida went and smashed the record by 30 minutes or 25 or something. So right. it's a good point. Yeah. Good point. All right. All good. Let's, our, Go second, our second question, which is related to the first one. Let me know how, what you think. Which FKT inspired you the most? Which doesn't mean the best, but what inspired you? Mm -hmm. And let's start with Tony. Yeah, for me, this is a much different question than which is the most preeminent. Um, personally, I was inspired by two different performances, I guess. On the men's side, Nick Allison on Half Down. Oh, um, yeah, nice. Yeah. Ladies. And, um, <laughs> and then also Joe Grant's Nolan's. Um, and it has to come down to the issue of pure performance versus style, I guess. And Nick went to Half Down, tried to emulate Dean, and decided he wasn't comfortable with it, but then came up with a different route and just crushed it. Uh, pardon me, I thought he did Snake Dyke. He did not do Snake Dyke. He did, like, an approach to, I don't know, he did, like, the descent that Dean did, basically, which is, like, oh. I think there's, like, some, it's a lot of, like, off-trail bushwhacking third to fourth oh, class right. maybe then it's a direct up to the saddle yeah yeah i'm not familiar with the area there but it wasn't he he decided he wasn't comfortable soloing like the five seven friction on the being the snake deck and <laughs> which is notable because nick is a really strong climber he's off the <clears throat> couch 512 kind of guy and um but dean potter was dean potter so um so i just thought it's cool when you have this geographic high point, you have this peak, this mountain, it's like, let's get to the top and go back to the bottom as fast as we can, mm -hmm. by any means, you know, as long as it's under your own power, obviously. Um, and it was a pretty long-standing record, right? Uh, Dean did that back in, what, 2014, 2015, something oh, like that? Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then, and then oh, okay. up and down the, the trail itself is, it's been steadily kind of creeping down over the last, mm -hmm. I would say, 10 years or so, 15 years maybe. Um, it's, it's come down particularly quickly since I once held it. Oh, really? You had it back in the <laughs> Yeah, guys. <laughs> some, some three hours, I would Oh, say. wait. Yeah, oh, yeah, wait. okay. Yeah. What's um, the record now? Well, so Dean, going up Snake Tag, I want to say it was like 217-ish round trip, and Nick was like 203. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's kind of Ooh. crazy. He went super fast. Nick's really strong. Yeah. Um, but then on Nolan's, I thought it was really cool because in the last week of June this year, uh, you had Alex Nichols and Joe Grant going in opposite directions on the route in two different styles. Alex was going supported south to north, and mm -hmm. Joe was going north to south unsupported. And Joe's unsupported, uh, he was on pace to break, at the time, Iker Carrera's overall record, but then he, like, messed up on the last peak and <laughs> descended the wrong way and all this stuff. But that's part of going unsupported. It's like you were doing all the navigation yourself, no matter. You've been on the go for, you know, almost 50 hours at that point. Your mind's a little fuzzy. Um, but I just thought it was really cool that you can go start to finish on. It really, Nolan's is this weird objective where you're blurring the lines between ultra running and mountaineering, I would say. And even though there's nothing that technical on it, but it's, 
you know, you can take whatever route you want. And uh, Joe definitely took what you might call like an Alpine style uh, sort of ethic to it. And I mean, that's been done in the past with uh, Andrew Hamilton has gone unsupported on it. But Joe went fast, you know, with sub 50 hours, and which is what, four maybe hours mm -hmm. faster than what Andrew mm -hmm. did? Okay. Um, so, about, yeah. How about for female? I haven't thought about the females that much. Okay. <laughs> no, no, I, I, have, I have one, actually. Oh, okay. This kind of goes into... That's okay. You already said two. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, but I do have one. And uh, Trish Franco, uh, on both Albert and Whitney, I thought oh. was pretty cool because it's women, like, or a woman, rather. Those are sort of, like, the two highest peaks in lower 48. Mm -hmm. Like, going after high mountain stuff instead of kind of pure trail running. Um, and there just isn't as much of that activity... Something you needed to contribute to, Claire. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> LA freeway, let's go. Yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah. you know men, men have been going after this kind of, you know, more high altitude. Uh, you know, the Mountaineers are out on Whitney's, like third class. Um, but so I just mm -hmm. I thought it was cool that there's at least one woman going for that stuff right now. So yeah, yeah, that's really nice. nice. Claire, what are you thinking? What inspired yeah, you? Yeah, I have one for sure that that speaks out to me, and it's um. And this might sound ridiculous because she's, like, basically my best friend. Uh, Abby Levine ran very quietly an FKT in her home state of New Hampshire. Abby lives in Boulder. Um, and it's called the Monadnock Supani Greenway Trail. And it's this 48-, 50-mile trail. And her story is really beautiful. One, Abby had never run more than a 50K before. And, you know, she used to be a former professional triathlete and, like, She's just like, I'm going to go for it. And I think that epitomizes the beauty of an FKT if you prepare properly. And she did it totally unsupported. Just, you know, casually dropped her water jugs like the day before. And um, the cool part about this trail, though, is it's been created entirely by private land donations. Essentially kind of a European style where people are donating their land uh, to the public to create this oh, trail. Like conservation easements all over Yeah, the exactly. Yeah. It's this full <laughs> conservation, locally <laughs> maintained, all volunteer maintained, you know, from the board to the uh, trail keepers and whatnot, mm -hmm. people who maintain the trail. Um, and then so she wrote about it locally in New Hampshire. And, you know, like all all news is local, right? And I think that inspired, I know it has inspired more people around her area to, mm. to, to chop off sections and to get out and to realize how important it is to protect these, um, like, historic places. What was the distance on that? 50 miles. Oh, okay. Yeah, and it was, I mean, her photos are kind of heinous, like, really muddy and leafy. Yeah. <laughs> and it starts at one peak and ends at another peak. Nice, okay. You start and end both at a summit. Um, yeah, so nice. it's, well, I guess I can talk to it in one of the later questions, but it just shows how there's all these FKTs in your backyard. You know, right. It literally was her backyard of Dublin, New Hampshire. Nice. <laughs> yeah. And how about for male? Who cares, um, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Well, you know what's funny is Nick. I I had I kind of forgot about Nick's uh, half dome. Half -dome yeah. yeah, I'll give a second Sub to that. Ultra, you know, people yeah. just like don't appreciate or pay attention to stuff that much. No, but seriously. Yeah. Um, but also, little Kyle, uh, little Kyle's LA free was pretty inspiring. Kyle Richardson. Yeah. Kyle Richardson. Sorry, okay. Kyle's. Here or after known as Little Kyle. I yeah, think. it's okay. We're really tight. He's he's, he's my he's sunshine. <laughs> 
Okay, little Kyle on the LA freeway. <laughs> Peter, how about yourself? What inspired you in 2018? Well, you probably know what I'm going to answer, I and do. that was Nate Bender on the Montana Twelvers, mm. and this is a project that I have some personal connection <laughs> with because I actually um, looked at trying to do it at one time some years ago and determined that basically I don't live close enough to the area because it would take a boatload of scouting, right. which Nate did. Mm. Um, also, there's just there's there's poor beta in that area, but at the time when I was looking at it, the beta was just awful. <laughs> but anyway, um, you know, there's only a, there, there's not that many people. I don't know if anybody knows how many, but not that many people who have actually climbed all the Montana 12ers in their yeah. lifetime. Mm-hmm. And they did it all in about four and a half, four and a half days. I don't remember the exact oh. time. Um, so he, he really spent the time to figure it out and to scout all the routes and, and see what was going to work. And, and he, he, uh, went and did it. It was super classic. How many FKT. are there? 25 and they're all in the Beartooth wilderness. Oh really? Oh. So they're all fairly close together, but if you ever been the Beartooths, it's, just heinous terrain yeah. um, and there's <laughs> definitely some fifth class terrain on there getting between like granite and um, north, I think it's called North Granite and some things like that so yeah. and and just rock, just so much rock hopping just and terrible weather he actually did well with the weather but okay. you can't rely on that yeah. female um, yeah I was going to say something about uh, Patty Franco's yeah. Whitney as well for the same reason that Tony said, and also um, Kate Hale on Long's Peak yeah. doing yeah. the, Actually, you know, that's yeah. an even, I think, technically more demanding route than mm-hmm. than Whitney. And, you know, I, I'm pretty sure that Kate can go faster on that, but it was just really neat to see a woman going out there and just by herself. because There's been a kind of a long tradition of women going with men on these types of totally. things, mm-hmm. and it was just neat to see her just just learning the peak learning the route, going on other routes on the peak, and, and just getting into it. So I, I thought that was... Yeah, I mean, Long's is definitely a more demanding than it's fifth class or just third class. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's a nice theme, and being inspired by some of the ladies going out there by themselves on some more technical summits. And in Claire's case, being inspired by Abby, who's doing classic FKT. She mm-hmm. finds something that's meaningful to her in her backyard, and... And, and elevates it and literally inspires hundreds, hopefully thousands of other people to look for the same thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then uh, Nate, he, uh, it was Peter, it was four days, six hours. Yeah. Oh, wow. But if I may quote Nate on the Montana 12s, I spent the summers of 2018 scouting the route, logging more than 180 hours, 340 miles. <laughs> in 126,000 feet of vertical gain over eight scouting trips. Wow, that's insane. <laughs> that's classic, that's classic that's FPC. Classic. And, and he bagged all the 12ers in Montana. So that's, yeah. you know, like all the 14ers in Colorado have just been done backwards and forwards since the 1960s or 50s. Right. Mm-hmm. But nobody's done, you know, all the 12ers in Montana in one year, much less four days. Yeah. Okay, that's all right. Cool. This special end-of-year podcast is brought to you by La Sportiva, a company with a 90-year history of producing the best mountain gear for running, climbing, skiing, and hiking. In fact, La Sportiva shoes were used to set FKTs by many of the people we are discussing on this podcast. Go to sportiva.com or find them in many of the running and mountaineering stores near you. Uh, What 
was a major theme or trend. Is bus going? I'm asking you a question. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> you got to go first. <laughs> Indeed, Claire. What, what do you f feel as a major trend that you saw in 2018? I personally feel like maybe it was just the end of the year but that the ladies have really stepped it up yeah. with the fkt attempts uh you know just putting ourselves out there um on a level that and maybe it's because i'm newer to the sport but i i truly feel like this year has been an awesome year for women's ultra running and trail running especially in fkts just being broken you know you guys are actually looking at the books <laughs> with all these submissions but uh you know hours getting taken off <clears throat> long and short routes ever across the country um so and you know the grand canyon uh media doesn't hurt either those three ladies really yeah i just think it's yeah. notable that like it was such a like back and forth thing there and yeah I thought it, yeah super cool mm -hmm. okay is that a trend that you're also seeing tony it is yeah that was the one that i kind of had in my mind uh and just yeah echoing what claire was saying basically that i think it's cool that women are seeing this as a i don't know an inspirational thing to do as well mm -hmm. peter same question yeah, so I look at it a little bit more from the point of view of record keeping. Since we mm. launched the new FKT website back in uh, April. April. It's only April? And wow, you guys. Yeah, right. Congrats. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> it seems like it's been there forever. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, you know, one thing I we saw from that right away, as you know, is um, a lot more international submissions. Mm -hmm. So all this stuff has been going on everywhere all the time, but it hasn't, we haven't necessarily known about it here in the United States um, as readily as we are able to find out now with people. You know, the, some of the first submissions we got were from Killian, not from his, not just from his own activities, but from things that he'd recorded that other people had done. So, <laughs> really? Okay. That's awesome. Um, that, that was notable. In fact, Killian gave the first two submissions ever to the new website. Really? Yeah. Oh, my God. For, <laughs> fortunately for us, he was injured at the time when we launched. So he had time. He had time. You, need also, like, you need, like, you know, six hours in North America, too. You're a little ahead start. Yeah, yeah. That's, right. yeah. Yeah. that's exactly right. That's a good trend. International is a strong trend. Actually, there could be an FKT of the Year award for Europe this year. Oh, We're oh working cool. On it. And nice. uh, there's going to be, of course, an FKT of the Year award for North America. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's we'll talk about that at the end of this show. Let's go on to the next question, which is what, this is an open question, what would you like to see more of, whether it's a person, place, or thing? Peter, let's start with you. Well, uh, I'll stick with the theme of the website because that's been my major FKT focus of 2018. Um, I just like to see more um, more engagement with the with you know people who are visiting the site and um, see if we can come up with ways of having more interactive content and um, get people really engaged and excited about it. We've got um, you know. Uh, ability to follow certain FKTs in real time on the site. We've implemented that and um, this sort of thing. So, of course, it's work for us to make these features, but it's also getting people engaged and excited nice. talking about it. Nice. More interactive yeah. content like we're doing right now. Yes. Yeah. And Claire, what do you think? What would you like to see? It's somewhat in the same theme. I 
personally just love the storytelling around FKTs, and I would love to see more of it. Like, you can never, I think, have too many good stories. Uh, in particular, though, the the FKTs that are around areas that are uh, vulnerable to extraction industries and uh, development and whatnot, I would love to see people highlighting those like facts more. Um, cause, and I, and I know that's kind of like a big ask, but not really, you know, everyone's focused on an FKT. I get that. It's a lot of effort. And, but if you happen to know of a relevant, you know, issue that's of that root or area, I'd love to know, you know, because our community, I think, needs to hear more of that. Because there's publicity being generated, so you might as well do a little value add, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and really, runners, like, us on the ground seeing this stuff, in a lot of ways, like, we could be the last and first eyes on some of these trails and routes, and, you know, everything's constantly changing, so documenting that. Okay. Yeah, I mean, not only that, but uh, I think a big sort of theme with FKTs is you're doing something that you're kind of self-motivated because you're inspired by the natural arena that you're, you know, making your attempt on. And it's pretty basic that those areas are going to be, I don't know, threatened by industry or climate change or whatever. Mm -hmm. Show some gratitude for him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, my opinion is, that is sort of the same. I like it, Claire, more storytelling. And Peter yeah. said this before, and we try to do that on the website. Yeah, you guys are doing a great job. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you. And so my... Runners have to tell the story. <laughs> I'd like to see more of this. This conversation is mm -hmm. terrific. We have the give and take because one of the reasons we do fastestknowntime.com is to build community. Yeah. And, of course, we're coming mm -hmm. out with the Fastest Known yeah. Time of the Year Award which means you win nothing <laughs> but the respect of your peers, which is meaningful. Mm -hmm. And we're building community. We're learning, growing, and being inspired by each other. Right. And so I appreciate that comment, Claire. Cool. Thanks. Our next question then is, what do you predict mm -hmm. for 2019? We'll start with Tony. Oh, boy. Yeah, <laughs> what's going to happen in 2019 that's going to get your attention, whether it's person, place, or thing? Well, that's... That's a, That's a tough question because, <laughs> and this goes to one of the last the last question here too is, um, I know it's part of the. Uh, you guys encourage sort of uh, contacting the previous record holder before before making an attempt and that sort of thing, but that's something I don't necessarily agree with. I I like I like the stealth. Uh, approach a lot too and so it doesn't lend itself to predictions is what I'm saying um, so you know, people, people can have plans and be like training for something have their eye on something but um, you don't really hear about it until it's been done so in other words you got a massive plot underway and you're not going to tell anybody about it <laughs> oh, I'm always plotting but, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but in terms of it's just, all I'm saying is it makes it hard to predict uh, like what's going to be happening gotcha on specific routes or with specific people gotcha um, going forward but i would predict that what we saw this year with women is just uh the very very beginning yeah i think it's only going to gain steam and okay um probably see more activity from them going okay forward. claire what do you what do you see for 2019 i see a continuation no slowing down of the self-propelled uh 
roots, whether they're FKTs or not, but like you know the Justin type, uh, like human powered, human powered, um, and possibly that trickling into FKT land, like year tour traverses. Right, right, and I think there's. Uh, I don't think that's going to go anywhere. Like people are really inspired. I am at least by the idea of doing everything via foot and mm-hmm. or bike or whatnot, human powered. Yeah. Uh, and and maybe I feel like it's in some ways it's in like this niche niche category right now, but it's going to expand. And I want to see more women doing it. I'm yeah, not necessarily yeah. one of them <laughs> at the moment, <laughs> but you know, where you're really like buckling down for days or weeks at a time. Uh, yeah. That's what I predict. Okay. Peter, what do you think? <laughs> I predict that Killian and Emily's baby will set the youngest, <laughs> the youngest person to set an FKT. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Nice. I'm not sure if that's going to be the out fastest or baby out ever. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course, Andrew Hamilton's son. I think wasn't he five years old when he climbed all the four yeah, Five or six, yeah. Axel Are you Hamilton, serious? yeah. yeah. Five oh or six years old, and he did every, all 58 14 years. Wow, that's pretty wild. That's pretty wild. Yeah. So uh, we should have him on. <laughs> yeah, you should have Axel on the. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anything else for 2019, Peter? You've been following this obviously for years. I mean, is the AT record going to keep coming down, or mm. what direction is this going to go? Well, records are always going to keep coming down. I mean, that that's a hard record right there to to beat, but um, that just makes it more compelling for somebody who's really good. Yeah. So, but I think we'll see, continue to see things going deep like that, meaning really hard records getting harder, mm-hmm. and things going broader where people are doing more creative things, more things that resonate with themselves personally, like you talked mm-hmm. about Claire going, uh, Abby going on that trail that was in her, just in her backyard, basically, where she grew up, or Nate doing the Montana 12ers, because mm-hmm. he just saw that and said, wow, this is cool, I'm going to do this. So I think we're going to see it going broad and deep. So a combination. Mm-hmm. People are going to hammer on rim to rim to rim. Yeah, that'll keep happening. <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> and they're yeah. going to find interesting things that haven't been done, like the Montana 12s. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. As a side note, I wonder, with the increased chance of races being canceled as forest fires get worse, because that's a, that's a reality. Like yeah, it's, it's only going to get worse. Way yeah. more likely bigger races are going to continue to get canceled if you know, that'll continue to support the FKT events, which For is sure, really because positive. Because the whole flexibility of date and that kind of thing, mm-hmm. things with choosing your own challenge. Yeah. Right. Well, Claire, let's uh, ask you our last question, which is, what are your plans for 2019? Uh... Well, take as much time as you want. You know, okay. Tony's not going to answer. Have all the time you want. Tony's very self with his goals. I'm pretty public. This is what I'm going to do. Okay, tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, well, um, I'm actually really excited about this wilderness bill in Summit County. So it would go from like Camp Hale, which is Holy Cross Wilderness. Um, uh, so by Vail, essentially, Colorado, and then 
this this wilderness recreation bill tax on like a hundred thousand acres of wilderness and recreation management areas, for, including Camp Hale, the Breck Five, the Breck Ten Peaks Traverse, wow. um, Tarmigan, and adds to some of Eagle Nest. So that's all by Silverthorne Dillon. And I originally wanted to do like two hundred miles around there, and since scaled that back. <laughs> uh, so a goal is to run the entire Gore Range Trail, which is like fifty miles. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Yeah, nice. and I, <laughs> I was gonna do it with when it was snowy. I was like, I'm gonna do it this spring, and then I just was up there last week, and I'm like, there is no way you could do Not this. Until, like, June yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 like post holing up to my face. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know, I know. So we'll see. I also conveniently got a golden ticket into Western States this year, or a Ultra Trail World Tour ticket. Oh, you did? Yeah, oh, so gosh. that is happening. So you're going back to States. I am. And you're going to do, on uh, fire. use your training to go after the Gore Range Trail. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah <laughs> and exactly. And you're going to get Tony out there, too, right? Yeah. The Gore Range Trail. Yeah, he'll be my guide. <laughs> I know nothing about the Gore Range Trail. Maybe you try to ski it. No, we're on the other side of the range. Oh. Yeah, on the east side. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, thanks, Claire. Those are worthy goals. Thanks. Yeah. And I might add, you are now an employee and you're working on public lands issues. So congratulations on that, too. Oh, thanks. Well, yeah, trail running and activism and trying to get people more aware of where they're running and why it's relevant to, like, the bigger scope of politics and saving our wild places and climate. Yeah. Good. So thanks, guys. Appreciate it. And so, Peter, how about your goals for 2018? Well, as a person of advanced age, at this point <laughs> in my life, my athletic goals are usually revolve around not getting hurt. Nice. I'm um, right so there with you. You're staying healthy. <laughs> yeah. Um, I still have some goals in the flat irons, um, mostly because I can do it out my front door by riding my bicycle two miles to the trailhead and um and it's just really really fun getting deep into um the city of boulder mountain parks and finding new things and climbing and mm-hmm. and uh yeah there's so much so many fun link ups to do there nice, nice. St- sticking locally and emphasizing the flat irons well and then the third thing is is that three things um is uh, continuing to improve the fastestknowntime.com website. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. nice. Thank you. Your work has been prodigious. Yes. I mean, the, the keeper of the flame. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's a I see this. No one else sees it. Well, of course, Jeff sees it. <laughs> but we get three submissions a day. Mm. We're getting two submissions a day right now in the middle of winter. That's insane. And Peter keeps track of all of them with remarkable degree of fairness. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You're staring at a lot of maps, I bet. Yeah, yeah. Like, wow. It's you're... like, what trail? And yeah. Where is this? And, yeah. yeah. And something will right. come in. And I'm, I'm looking at this, and I know Peter's going to respond. I say, what continent is this? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Tell what continent this is. And then Peter responds, it's Australia. I'm getting pretty good at this. <laughs> <laughs> that is so cool. Yeah. It's really rad. <laughs> but thank God for caltopo.com. Everybody right. should... Get on that website and send that guy 20 bucks because that's the best thing in the world. Uh, Caltopo.com. Okay. Nice. You can map anything. Peter was not paid to say that. No, I was (laughs) not. But I used the heck out of that website, and that guy did all of that for free. If you get on it, you'll say, 
wow, this is free. That's awesome. Then you'll want to send him 20 bucks. Nice. You're right. This is how I've been mapping routes for four or five years now. It's Cal Topo. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. another one I've been using as well. Yeah. Yep. Okay, Mr. Stealth, what are your goals for 2019? Well, I mean, number one for sure is get healthy, stay healthy. Um, so I think I'm going to, like, start lifting weights. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm a gym meathead and get some strength training in. Uh, good that's one. goal number one. Yeah, good one. Be consistent with the, the meathead action. Uh, two, uh, I'm going to do some kind of peak link up by a bike. Um, nice, keeping the trend going, my prediction alive. <laughs> right, well, there you yeah. go, exactly. Yeah. Um, you made a prediction that's coming true like five seconds ago. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, have, I have two ideas of mine, both are outside of Colorado, but yeah, uh, that'll happen. And is one of the ones you and I talked about? I won't yeah, but that's, but that's micro. That's small. Oh. That would be like a warm-up for something else. Oh, uh, my God. Okay. <laughs> um, but no, that's, that's still prominent. Okay. Um, and then... Uh, Notice I'm not mentioning the name. Mm-hmm. I'm playing... I'm being fair here. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want to I do at least one non-local ultra next year. <laughs> um, but I don't know. We'll see. Maybe something like Lavaredo or Leadville. Um, but... That's uh, in terms of racing. But I have so many other ideas for things to be doing in the mountains. Um, with me, I'm always drawn to, I would say, alpine traverses. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. well, your skill set classic ones out there. Gotten huge because now you're an, uh, a very good climber, a reasonably good skier. <laughs> Both of those are lies, but. I climb and I ski. I'll allow that. <laughs> and you're a strong cyclist. I can pedal a bike. That's right. about it. <laughs> okay. So you can get places. I can get places, yeah. And then you can I can't do it very prettily, <laughs> but. Um, right. Okay. Yeah, I can get there. All right. Good. Well, thanks. Appreciate that. Uh, any other comments as we're going to wrap up this uh, discussion? What are your goals, Buzz, oh, for 2019? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, my goals, the injury thing is truly an issue. Yeah. You know, as people mentioned, as a person of a certain age group, it's quite irritating to read anything in the literature. I, I, I could write a big essay on this. Someone says, you're only as young as you think you are, which is absolute crap. Yeah. I mean, the person who said that is under the age of 40. <laughs> I often considered writing some essay saying you know, what it really looks like. And what it looks like is your desire actually doesn't budge. And your ability to go out goes up because you have more time and possibly more money. And these two are holding strong, these two factors, while other factors, such as your physical structure, are plummeting. You see what I mean? So what happens... Yeah. So you have a frustration issue at work there, is you do not lose desire while you do lose physical structure. One thing I want to point out, though, Buzz, is that even you're in your mid-60s now, you were still, like, sub-35 on the first flat iron at, what, age 50? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah. I don't know too many guys who can go sub-35 on the first flat iron. So. Well, I, I held the record until, I think, age 54. Well, there you go. Oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> but, so my goals, of course, are to, besides writing this tell-all article, is, of course, to stay healthy. And I'm moving into some more biking and paddling. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I've been doing a lot of stand up. Yeah. Been doing a lot of stand up paddle, 
and I've recently got a surf ski. This last mm-hmm. year, you have a few surf skis, which no one in the Rocky Mountains have heard about. Yeah, Google yeah. it. <laughs> Everyone's going, huh? Noted. <laughs> and I, I like paddling because I can get better. That's everything else I'm, everything else I'm getting worse at. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can become a better paddler, yeah. which is mildly attractive. And so I'm going to be out in Moab this spring and doing some ultra paddling and ultra cycling. Got some routes planned. You and I did one of them this last spring. We had yep. a great time together. Yeah. And we'll have to go back and do that one in a day. Absolutely. That's the way to do it. It's <laughs> the way to do it. Yeah, so, Claire, thanks like for asking trip. me. I appreciate you asking me. I want to do some uh, strong adventure bike and paddle links Sweet. this spring and then uh, some longer paddles this summer. Nice. Can you submit SUP FKTs to the site? That's a very oh. good question. No. <laughs> no. The rule is, is two feet. You um, right. SUP could be part of it, but it has to be at least, what is it, one-third? 50% or running or hiking. Yeah. Oh, okay. 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 That's a good thing, too. I thought we knocked it to one-third, but anyway, something <laughs> like that. It has to have a significant component. So, yeah, yeah you could do multi-sport that way. But right. Yeah, okay. No, we have no SUP records on the site. <laughs> Buzz, that's you. That is all you. <laughs> and we get asked, and they're all legitimate. And people have skied. Yeah. Some just submitted a ski um, mm-hmm. FKT yesterday, mm-hmm. which we can't do. And the, it's not because we don't validate. It's because we have to focus and do it Pray. right. Yeah, right. You, you could just, it's the whole, it's like... You can't do two you sports, yeah. Yeah, you don't keep sports. climbing speed records right, right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, there's some, definitely some blurry areas yeah. there, but... Yeah, it's just yeah. there's a, it's a giant world. There's a lot to keep track of, right? Know. And we want to be very credible, very accurate, and very mm-hmm. fair. Mm-hmm. So we have to keep uh, our universe fairly tight in order to maintain yeah. that. But at some point, we could open it up. Right, that could happen as soon as P- Peter uh, has nothing else to do with his entire life to <laughs> yeah. keep track of these things. We'll yeah. Do it. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this <Yeah>. year. <laughs> But certainly go on to the website, look under guidelines, and it gives you the FKT rules and guidelines. Oh, right. yeah. And wrapping this up, the FKT of the Year Award is in process for the third year. Mm-hmm. The voting is in. Yep. You were one of the nominees, Claire, in fact. Oh, that was very nice of you. <laughs> yes. So Thanks. we just go through <laughs> from everything that's been submitted and select out some of the top female what looks really credible some of the top male then 22 people voted on it and we the results are in are you going to reveal it? no (laughs) (laughs) instead (laughs) instead I'm leading up so our following podcast are going to be on this topic I gotcha fine so we just wrapped up 2018 that was really good and our next two podcasts we're going to be going into the fastest known time of the year award nice and talking to some of the people who did well in that nice and it'll I, come have, out. I have some guesses. You do have some guesses. Yeah. Well, based on our first question. She kind of has this disarming demeanor behind it. She doesn't miss a thing. <laughs> right. And that uh, article has been already submitted to Ultra Running Magazine. It'll be coming out in their uh, February issue which I think is being mailed on January 17th. Nice. So by January 17th, people will know. And again, the fastest known time of the year award is just to have fun, build community, and get to share stories. Yeah. That's what we're really doing. So awesome. Well, congrats, Buzz and Peter. Thanks. Well, thank and you. Jeff. And Jeff. <laughs>
to all the listeners, a guy Jeff is here quietly listening to us, making the audio happen. <laughs> Truly behind the scenes. Jeff Schuler <laughs> just had his own FKT in Ohio yeah. <laughs> over winter break, right? New York. Oh, it was New York? Okay. This is why we have maps. Good call player. Jeff Schuler got his own FKT in upstate New York and Rochester just a week ago. And he jumped in Boulder Creek this morning. Like every week. Like every week. Temperature is three degrees Fahrenheit. So we have a good crew here. And thank you. Thanks very much for joining us. And maybe we'll do it again next year. And we'll recap. Uh, 2019 and we'll check your predictions and see how they mm. came out cool yeah let's go ladies Woo. <laughs> thanks thanks buzz thanks buzz, thanks, buzz. <laughs> i hope you've gotten some good ideas for your next big run subscribe to this podcast so you can find out what's cool every week it will be delivered to you each friday and definitely go to fastestknowntime.com to read the notes from this show and ask questions or make comments on what you've heard today. There are FKTs being reported daily that are incredible, but you maybe have never heard of them. So stay up on what is happening on this website and follow us on Twitter, the Gram, and Facebook. Many people have thanked us for this work, and you can too by clicking support this site at the bottom of the webpage. Tune in next Friday. It's going to be fast and good.